Okay, friends, we're back. Your favorite podcast show of the week. It's Location Weekly. It's episode number 645. We're recording on November the 14th. And Aubriana, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you, Asif? I'm okay. I'm back and not traveling. So that's kind of good because it's been a whirlwind uh, the last little while and just settled in at home here and uh, weather's still good. So I can't complain. Nice. Yes. Enjoying the... Uh... The autumn leaves, and they're still on the trees for now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, we've got a good show ahead for you. Four stories as usual, and I'll let Abriana kick it off for us this week. All right. Well, speaking of beauty, we're going to go to a beauty story from Ulta, and they are debuting some smart vending machines. They're starting this at 10 stores across the U.S. right now, and they have formed an exclusive partnership with a company called SOS. Um, and they, uh, I believe SOS is also female founded, which is pretty cool. Um, but they have this network of, of smart vending machines. They have like these modern and, um, premium health and wellness products that they're pushing out and it includes this large touchscreen. So think of like digital in-store signage as well as part of that. Um, and it's also helping expand their retail media network, um, which is called UB Media. Um, so they're like kind of thinking that this advertising partner pilot program that they're doing is going to deeper deepen customer engagement, right? Also driving brand growth and adoption, like being more aware of these brands and and maybe um, brands that are newer to the scene um, by you know giving them an opportunity to get their products in front of customers. And the the kind of cool value exchange is like right now they're starting this off with free samples only for Ulta's ultimate rewards loyalty members. Um, so ideally, they're hoping that this will maybe incentivize people to sign up. Uh, but it also will be something that they can only claim one free sample per week. Um, so there's all these different travel size products that they'll be able to, you know, get every week. Um, across these popular brands and they'll enter their phone number or email to access that information. So again, going back to value exchange, we always talk about that. You know, they're giving something of value with their um, unique identifiers, right? Being able to understand who is actually engaging with these touchscreens and getting these products to try um, and they're getting a free product in return. So obviously I mentioned the interactive advertising platform um, as like a digital in-store screenage. So I think this is like a great, um, a great offering. It's like, I like they're starting off small. I think it touches some of the key things that we make sure like one, what is the value exchange that it's providing Two, it is interactive. It's putting the brands in front of people that maybe they wouldn't usually get into. And it's bringing in that data component with the retail media network um, so I think it's a win across all fronts. So I think it's a great partnership. And um, it, I didn't see a list of the stores that they're doing a POC in. But if I hit up an Ulta and, and see it, maybe I'll take a picture. Um, although these days I try to avoid. I'm like online, online. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I like this. I, I think there's a general trend. We t at the Retail Local Conference in Atlanta a few weeks ago, there was a lot of discussion about sort of kiosks and vending machines. And uh, one of the um, uh, speakers spoke of a, I guess, a, a competitor company uh, to this called Freeosk. And, um, you know, it's similarly, like they're doing product sampling more, more in grocery and, and pharma um, than in, in beauty category but the same kind of thing and it's and it's all about value exchange in their case it's 
scan this QR code and, you know, fill out this form or provide your email address or phone number. And, you know, you get, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the new pumpkin spice Oreo sample or whatever it is that they're, they're offering that week. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot going on in this space. And I think, you know, part of, of that is this, you know, retail media network, uh, discussion that we've been having because you know on these kiosks there are screens and those screens can be monetized with you know um you know advertising so i think there's a huge opportunity here yeah i i didn't see a list of stores but it did say that there's 10 cities in new york massachusetts florida california and texas so um you know if you're in those states you'll just have to go and figure out which stores are, are offering the free sampling i guess i don't know so abriana you're gonna have to do some investigation in new york and figure it out yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> All right. On to our second story then. So Google uh, is ramping up their uh, search tools in particular for small business. One of the things I really like about this is they've now in, in the in the search results when it shows up, you know, with the, the listing for that business, it has a tag now that defines it as a small business. And uh, and I think this is very interesting because they say that uh, the, re the research and the numbers say 84% of people are care uh, about supporting local or small businesses that's important to them. So, you know, if you're able to see that, you know, this is a small business, it's not part of some chain, you know, or some big corporate, uh, you know, you're more likely to to support that. So having that call out, if you will, on the on the listing, I think is super interesting. In addition to this, they're launching some new AI tools for helping these small businesses create and manage product image uh, imagery so you know uh, images associated with their listings and their posts they call this uh, product studio it's available only in the us uh, initially um, and so um, it, you'll be able to basically create images uh, using like text to image type of technology so uh, with ai creating those you text in you know kind of you know written description of what you want and then it creates a, a product image or background for you uh, it has also the ability to remove the the background from the image to you know make it transparent and things like that that you know are, are very helpful uh, when you're trying to do these kinds of things and this and this and the platform this AI image generation platform product studio will also be available in both the Google and YouTube apps for Shopify merchants so I think that's really cool. Um, so a lot, a lot happening here and really getting behind trying to support small business. I think they're facing a lot more competition from Facebook, uh, like from Meta in general in this space, you know, around pages and business listings and things like that. So, you know, I guess they're trying to ramp up the tools to stay relevant. Any thoughts from you? Yeah, I love this. I think this is a great tool for um, SMBs. And I think that like, it seems small, but just the ability to quickly edit or kind of know what you're looking to do and have the tools to do it. Um, I, you know, I think that most of the time, like AI has been such a hot topic lately. Right. And whenever I'm on these panels or in conversations, a lot of times it's big companies having these conversations. Right. And you don't think of the small guy and how do they get started? Yes, you could use you know, chat GPT to make a story or something like that, maybe write some content. But, you know, beyond that, I think this is a very applicable way to bring AI to those small to medium sized businesses, those mom and pop shops, you know, I think of like my husband has a business that he runs, and it's just a few employees. So like, you know, how do you get it in the hands of people that can really utilize it? So I think this is great. Um, and I'm excited to like share this with him for, 
you know, some of the work that he does and like the creative stuff that he has to to edit and push out just seems like a very easy and seamless um, introduction. So this is a Google story I can get behind. I like it. <laughs> it's great when you can bring your, your work, uh, you know, talk home, right? <laughs> it's all relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. So now we're going to go to a sports story just to keep it mixed up a little bit. Um, and this is public app. And if you haven't heard of public app, it's probably because you are not in India, but India has um, this app and it's their number one app for local updates. Uh, and it's now taking on this new campaign that is focused around cricket stadiums and the um, cricket world cup um, for this year. So, um, you know, cricket is a big deal in most places besides the United States and and probably maybe besides Canada as well. But um, it's a really big sport, very well followed. And so now they're kind of taking this trivia adventure through all these iconic cricket stadiums. Um, so the app user has a 70 million user base. That is huge, right? Uh, and now they have access to this like special CWC, so Cricket World Cup 23 location scan information card. So basically you can scan at any of these cricket um, locations where these like uh, playoffs are, are taking place. And you can get a variety of information about the history of the team. You can get some individual records. You could even see like these like key plays or moments that have happened at that stadium. Um, and then it will be like all focused on where that day's match is taking place. Uh, it also includes trivia about that stadium specifically. So like maybe when it was built or anything that, you know, was encompassing, uh, some of the style and design elements that they chose. It's also going to be available in English and Hindi, as well as that regional language where the state match is taking place. As you know, India has like so many different languages. So I think that's a really cool feature in and of itself um, and probably a lot to take on. And then to amplify the campaign, you and I always talk about this part, too, is like, how do you make sure that people are aware of what's happening? And so now app users can share those like trivia cards or anything across social media and mes messaging uh, platforms. So I like this campaign. I like that it's focused on something that's timely. It's bringing in the location elements of where that that um, game is taking place and um, the teams as well as the 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 language of that location. So that's really cool in my mind. Um, and then the shareability of it, I think, is is a great win. Um, and obviously, the foundation here is that they have 70 million app users. So let's start with that. <laughs> um, but I think this is a great campaign and um, exciting for all those cricket fans out there. Yeah, 70 million uh, uh, users is nothing to sneeze at, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, double the almost double the population of Canada. So let's just start with that. So, <laughs> not quite, but yeah, almost there. It, it's funny, um, you know, it, cricket is is very much a global sport, as you say. It's not, uh, you know, big in the U.S. It, it is big, relatively big in Canada and growing very, very fast right here. They're building a massive cricket stadium here in Toronto right now um which is actually going to be owned by maple leaf sports and entertainment the same group that owns the leafs and the raptors and the mls team and and so on so that's to me is a signal of the growth of the sport in this country um yeah i mean there's a lot of fans here and we are part of the the commonwealth so you know we have that british you know colonial 
heritage of with cricket. So there's there is that. So it's a it it it, it is here. Yeah. Uh, it, the campaign. I love this. I I think this is you know exactly what you need to be doing in sporting venues, be it cricket or baseball or anything else, is you know creating great entertainment experiences so that beyond what's happening on on the pitch or on the field right i think it's you know we've seen at retail local at um, mall of america earlier this year we had the chief digital officer for the uh, minneapolis um for the twins uh come and speak and he was talking about their augmented reality gaming experiences that are layered on top of the field and in in some ways this is you know, similar executed in a different way with these location cards. And I love the trivia aspects. I love the fact that they have these, uh, what they call flashcards as well, which is like, you know, his, you know, when whatever the match is, when those te two teams historically have faced each other, they should kind of show what happened between those two teams in the past. So you can kind of stoke the rivalry up a little bit, um, you know, live, you know, as, as it's happening again, you know, the, the, you know, the trivia about the actual stadium and, you know, like unique things about that. I think it's really cool that way. And, and to your point, I think I'm, you know, we always talk about how do you amplify this? I mean, you already have 70 million people, but if you can, you know, reach new users, expand that even further in terms of more downloads, you know, by sharing this, you know, on, on you know, social platforms, I think this is, this is massive. So, you know, I, I could see, you know, if I'm these guys, I'm sitting here going like, okay, we've got this locked up in India. Let's, let's take this, this app now into, you know, U.S. sporting venues and, and to see what experiences we can create there. I mean, this, to me, there's no reason to limit this. Um, so I really like it. I think it's, it's great, or at least start with cricket around the world, like in, in the UK or in the West Indies or, you know, somewhere else, um, you know, kind of just build upon this, but I, I really like it. I think it's a great campaign. So well done. Very cool. Okay, final story. We're going to jump over now to a collaboration between an Italian uh, uh, Italian company that makes vending machines, coffee vending machines in particular, uh, and a, a Chinese uh, robot uh, self-driving delivery uh, company. So uh, the Italian company is called Ria Vendors Group, um, and the Chinese company is called Neolix, N-E-O-L-I-X. And they have teamed up um, and they just showcased at the China International Import Expo in Shanghai a new combination of vending machine with self-driving tech uh, to really kind of capitalize on the very, very fast growing co coffee market in China. And so essentially, instead of you going to Starbucks or, you know, the, the coffee store to get your coffee through a mobile app um, they've developed, you can order your coffee and, um, you know, whatever drink you want. And then this self-driving unmanned robotic vehicle will bring the coffee to you uh, wherever you are uh, based on your location. So I think this is really kind of interesting. We've seen some of these kind of self-driving vehicles before uh we haven't seen it i have not seen one where it's like a sort of vending machine kiosk sort of all built into the vehicle just prepping the coffee for you on the fly and then just bringing it to you um so i think that's kind of cool because usually when we see these kind of vehicles it's like you know domino's pizza or somebody and like you know it's coming from a store where they've made the pizza and they put it into the little robot and the robot goes you know on its way carrying that this is all prepped in the vehicle itself and then kind of just the vehicle then just drives to wherever it needs to go based on you know the request from the mobile app the other thing that uh, i think is good is the vehicle is powered by renewable energy sources 
Um, so they kind of tapped into that, you know, and this is not new for, uh, for Neolix. Neolix has been doing, um, automated delivery vehicles for uh, JD and FedEx. Uh, they have over a thousand uh, vehicles uh, across 12 countries right now that they're, uh, they're deploying. So I think this is, um, you know, something that we need to watch. It's obviously, you know, capitalizing on a very fast growing, you know, demand for coffee in China, which, you know, has been a relatively new thing over the last year. It's growing at, at a rate of 30% uh, year over year right now. So that's huge. Obviously, we're in a much more uh, mature coffee market here in North America, but uh, I think this is this is a good combination of tech and um, you know sort of meeting demand and and kind of environmental concerns all in one. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't have a ton to add. I wish that they had this with like, you know, I would say I'm not a snob about very much, but coffee is one of those things that. Um, I will stick to my Bustello no matter what. So if they could just put Bustello on wheels, like I'll be a very, very happy camper. Um, but yeah, I like this. Um, and I think that like, it's really cool to see how coffee is expanding in China now at that rapid rate. Um, you know, I would think of obviously like Asia tends to be more tea drinking, um, but it just shows that like coffee and tea and, and that, that industry is still very lucrative and growing, which is crazy. Um, so I think this is really cool. Obviously, I think the the consideration is like it works in dense urban areas, likely better than, you know, running out into Westchester <laughs> and New York. So, um, yeah, I think that this is like a great opportunity, especially where they have it. So very cool. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you think about China and, you know, densely populated versus more rural, obviously the app penetration, you know, kind of numbers will go hand in hand with that. So I think it makes sense in that context as well. So, um, yeah, let's let's see the birth of the barista on demand. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. This has been episode number 645 of uh, Location Weekly. Just as a kind of uh, glimpse forward um, as we roll into the end of the year, obviously, uh, we will have our prediction show coming up, you know, around the holidays. Uh, and then immediately following that, uh, for those of you who are uh, going to be there, we will be at CES. Um, you know, the second week of January, we'll be at NRF uh, the week after that. So there are lots of opportunities to connect and get involved with what we're doing here. Uh, and I just also want to give one plug. Uh, we did at, at the recent retail local conference. Uh, so our best retail cases platform, if you have a case study that of a great use case or collaboration that you've done in retail or e-commerce or, you know, um, you know, some sort of technology related to the world of location or proximity, uh, just go to bestretailcases.com, get your case listed there because we have the awards uh, ceremony coming up at NRF. Um, we'd love to include you in that uh, jury selection team. Awesome. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week for another show. Take care. Awesome. Bye. Bye.